friends, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag September with Stepping Forward Podcast. We are excited that you're back here with us. <laughs> Rachel and I are not together today, but we are recording together for the first time in like a month. Yeah. A month and a half. It's yeah, kinda, it's been a hot minute. It has. I was just going to say that. <laughs> we share our brain. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, you guys both know, or you guys all know, that Rachel and I both work in the schools, and we have been doing back to school lately, which is really fun. And this week, coming up, we're recording this on the 22nd. We are, we are going to release it probably on the 28th. But this coming week, we have parent-teacher conferences, so we're like, crud, we got to get together and record. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a crazy month or so, and... Yeah, I think it has been. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I hope it cools down a little after parent-teacher conferences, but I think we always say that, and then it's like, oh well, Halloween, and then Thanksgiving, and then the holidays, mm-hmm. and then you know, all of a sudden it's a new year. So <laughs> I know. <sighs> and by then, I'm usually ready to rip my hair out with the amount of testing I have to do. <laughs> Amen. Same. So, yeah. (laughs) So, we are going to try to be back on schedule pretty soon, but for now, we're just having fun and surviving the back to school party. (laughs) (laughs) So, we hope that uh, you guys are also surviving the back to school madness. I feel like with blended families, getting back into the groove of school is like that much more difficult. (laughs) Yeah. And we appreciate you guys, you know, being patient with us and being such good, loyal listeners while we've been having a little bit of craziness. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We do. I know with the episode with my stepdaughters, we had to record it down here because it's really hard to get them together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, I know the sound quality wasn't very good. And then Kylie was having a lot of concerns about recording because she was anxious and she's like, I don't like to think about my parents being divorced, even though she's come to terms with it a little bit. And then Haley um, got a concussion in December. So she was like, thinking is hard. I don't know how to do this right right now. So she unfortunately has taken a while to recover. Um, But anyway, it was fun for us to interview, right? Yes. I yeah. was kind of blown away by our kids, actually. I know. I remember your oldest. I can't remember her pen name right now. She Astrid. had some good. In, that's right. She had some good insights about being a stepkid, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "Holy cow! This kid is wise." Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Like when you can get her in a moment of like not anxiety and not ADHD, it's. <laughs> It's amazing what she comes up with. <laughs> you can get her in those moments. Mine struggle. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and plus she loves the spotlight. So like getting interviewed, oh. that's like, that's her happy place, I think. That's her you jam. Know. Yeah. She, yeah. That makes that's sense. the kind of attention <laughs> she loves. Whereas my younger one, hey. who went by Chloe, hates any sort of public attention. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> she loves the parental attention, but she does not like knowing that other people are going to be hearing or looking at her. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My mom, I love her so much. She was like, this is 
going to be on video? Like, do I need to be worried about that? And I was like, no, you can look however you want to because heaven knows I do. (laughs) Like today I didn't. I'm going to channel Brit for a second. I did not take a shower today and I took my dogs out for a walk and then I took a nap. So my hair is in a ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my little Danny is sick, so I really haven't done anything except for clean up after him and snuggle today. Him. so i know i know poor baby <sighs> but yeah kids are sick and they're so little go I ahead no um interviewing parents was really interesting for sure uh-huh yeah i liked yeah. i liked what your mom said a lot she had a lot of um you know good insights to and good empathy for for her grandkids you know uh-huh. Which was awesome. <laughs> she does. She's a really kind lady. <laughs> That's so good. Um, I can't wait to hear what your parents have to say when the episode gets released or when I check my phone to yeah. see if it's been released. It, it's out, but it's okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, there hasn't been a lot of time for you to listen to it. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, my mom also huh? was like concerned about the video. She's like, this isn't gonna, they're not gonna be able to see me, right? Like, I think she uh-huh. would have said no to the interview if it had been on video. Oh. <laughs> She's like, no thanks. Well, I, <laughs> I think for a lot of our guests, it's been reassuring that we can edit things out when they say stuff. Yeah. And when we say stuff, like, um, when I interviewed my mom, I accidentally said my brother's names, and I don't know. One, if they even know we do this, and two, if they would want to be identified. Right. (laughs) It's been kind of nice to be able to like, okay, you can make mistakes and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like the end of the world. So. Definitely not. um, But yeah, like I think one of the, one of the moments for me that really struck me was asking my parents about, um, I've had two siblings who have ended up um, getting divorced from their spouse that has their stepkids, right? And Uh um, with one of those siblings, we don't have access to those kids anymore. And and the other one, the kids are older, were older when it happened. And so they, you know, they have a little more autonomy and ability to still contact us. So, um, and, you know, that's something that was sad for all of us, but stepping back as someone doing the interview and looking at my parents and the emotions they had surrounding that and the steps they took, you know, still sending birthday cards, not even knowing if they were going to make it to the kid. And, Uh you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability from our extended family to really include and love our stepkids. And it's so appreciated. And I don't know, it's like I have, thought about it to an extent before, but I don't think I had thought about it as much as I could have. Um, So that gave me a lot of empathy and insight into my parents' experience. That makes sense. I didn't know that that had happened for them. So that would be really hard, I think, to have these kids that you love and not be able to be in their lives. And you accepted them um, or your your parents accepted them as their own kids or grandkids mm-hmm. and that would be really tough yeah so I'm sorry that that happened to them from what I've seen I don't know your parents I've never met them but from what I've seen they're super loving and like they love all their grandkids and really care about them and your family's pretty close so I can imagine that was really tough yeah yeah, yeah. 
All right. So should we talk about our episode today? Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, did you want to do the drawing first or at the end? Um, okay. Do you have a preference? Uh, I don't know. okay okay so we had some people who entered our contest drawing let's go ahead and do it now and then we can not forget at the end because that is just exactly something I would do oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) yes so we had our hashtag September hashtag stepping forward podcast drawing well competition where you guys could post on social media with our hashtags and enter a drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. And we had several people who did that, who shared the calendar. Hopefully you have all had fun doing that this September, September. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that Rachel and I found out is that there's already a hashtag September out there. So there were 25,000 posts. (laughs) I was like, oh man, that's a lot of posts. Use the ones that included our podcast name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we had some people enter and we are going to do the drawing now. Um, Some of them were pages, including the page, the National Step Family Day who is the one who got that recognized, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was so so exciting. Yeah. All right. Tell me when to click and I'll click generate on a random number generator. Okay, here we we go. Drum roll. And And click. Okay. Number seven, Clarissa Lowry. Clarissa. So Clarissa, congratulations. Is she your friend? Yeah, she is. I know her. Yay. That's awesome. I, I feel hey, like I'm so on Elf. Santa, I know him. <laughs> You're not Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> you sit on a throne of I lies. Love that movie. <laughs> so Clarissa, congratulations. I'm going to task Rachel with getting in touch with you and getting an email address for you. I can do that. She knows you. Okay. Awesome. And then just pass it along to me and I will send that over. So thanks for participating. We hope you guys had fun and made some memories with your families this September and um, let us know if you liked it and we can do it again next year. Seems like a long ways away and also really short. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Well, that was fun. We should give more stuff away. It's like a little rush. (laughs) We should. Oh, (laughs) that'd be fun then we could be like Ellen DeGeneres and she's my favorite I think it's so fun to give people stuff (laughs) right it is fun (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm gonna go on social media really quick while we're talking because I'm multitask it's kind of my thing and um and tag Clarissa in the post and let her know that she won so yay we're doing it today because Rachel and I are not going to be able to get together again before September ends, because that's how our lives are going right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today in our episode, we would actually like to talk about traditions because we had this month of September and have done so many activities um, trying to build step families, blended families. And one big thing that can, it seems like, make or break a blended family, really any family, but especially a blended family, is <laughs> traditions and how we incorporate the past and bring in the future to live in our present. So um, with the conversation being about 
traditions. I just want to give a little content warning here that we will be discussing things like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, um, all of whom we love dearly. And this may not be the best episode for little ears. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I also really like how you tied in the past, the future and the present. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. So yeah, just a content warning. We're trying to give you a second to get your kiddos out of the room or push pause on the podcast if you don't want them. <laughs> right. Or put to in hear some anything earbuds. we might be discussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because we don't want to be dream killers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do think so, uh, a lot of a lot of kids in blended families, I think, end up um losing that belief or those traditions earlier than kids in nuclear families just because there are so many changes that happen with divorce and new traditions and um it can really cause some difficulties I think I think that is really important what you brought up because I was just thinking about when I interviewed my girls they were talking about how they used to do Christmas with their mom and their dad and I was like oh yeah your dad told me that you guys did Christmas on um, Christmas Eve because that's when your mom's family did it and they were like no <laughs> she did it then because your dad's family did it on Christmas Day and I was like I don't know what's going on here but something's something's a little bit wonky yeah so when the original people get together they both have traditions that are coming from their families and they might have made compromises in those traditions um, but they might go back to how it was in their family if after they get divorced or after they split up or whatever mm-hmm. yeah the possibility Okay. Thanks for listening to me ramble. (laughs) A lot of words today. (laughs) So there were three things that we really want to emphasize with building your traditions. And you can still, even if you've, you know, been in your blended family for years now, you can still incorporate these concepts, I think. So definitely, right? Creativity, (laughs) flexibility, and practicality. So, <laughs> so we can talk about each one of those creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have specific examples in mind for all three or just the well, one that we talked about before? You know, I think that each example probably incorporates a little bit of each, you know? That makes sense. Um, uh-huh. Because when I was thinking about my examples, I was like, oh, yeah. I can see that there, but I can see it in this one too. So, uh, <laughs> so I think like there's a lot, there are a lot of things we can do um, as step parents to, to bring in the traditions of the past and make our stepkids feel more comfortable, you know, in a, in a mm-hmm. new home or with new people being there. Definitely. <laughs> I agree with you. And I think for me, like, Christmas was my favorite holiday, right. um, my favorite with the presents and stuff. I thought it was so fun. And I looked forward to when I getting got, when I got married, not when I'm getting married, <laughs> to doing some of the traditions that my family had done. And then I came into this family that already had traditions and I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to do something different instead. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so with creativity, sometimes you just have to be I don't know, creative about what you do and when you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. You're right. They all tie in together. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you talk about this without talking about that one? Right. I think we should just go through each of our examples and and then talk about okay. the different concepts within those, you know? like That sounds good. Yes. <laughs> do you want me to start? So. Or um, do you want to? Sure. Go for it. Go for it. And that'll give me some time to think a little bit because my brain's moving slow today. Okay. So <laughs> since you brought up Christmas, I'm going to start with my Christmas example. So. Um, one thing that I love about Dan's family, my husband's family, is that because there are so many kids in their family, right, he's the middle child of nine kids, they have become really flexible about how they celebrate different things. And so for Christmas, rather than competing with everybody's in-laws for Christmas Day, what his parents do is instead they celebrate the day before Christmas Eve and they call it Christmas Adam because Adam came before Eve, ah. right? <laughs> I've heard that before. It's cute. Yeah, it's a cute <laughs> little thing. And um, I think it's becoming more and more popular to say that. So they they uh-huh. celebrate on Christmas Adam every year. So December 23rd, they get together. All the cousins play. Um, his His mom makes New England boiled dinner which she's from New England. So this is where this comes from. Okay. And um, they boil a ham and then like, it's got like potatoes and carrots and sometimes they'll put in other vegetables. It's really yummy. And (laughs) then it like ends up being (laughs) this kind of stew, right? Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. So we all have that and um, just spend time together. That's the tradition for them. And I love their flexibility and, and that they were so practical to say, you know what, we have nine kids. If we want to get as many of us together as possible, we're going to pick this day two days ahead of Christmas and celebrate then. And then, you know, like just let go of Christmas and let people, you know, be with their kids so they're not having to travel with parents or like presents. I mean, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> those darn parents, parents is also rough. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you have Good. kids traveling with presents is like no thank you <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's true because yeah. you have enough to like put in the back of the car anyway so right and then you're and like then, trying like... to hide the presents from the kids and yes my parents did it a lot and I still don't know how they pulled it off so much but <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah I it's feel funny. like that is creative. It brings in, you know, their family history. Um, They're flexible. They're moving, they're celebrating it before the holiday. And it's practical. It's like, hey, this is how the only way we're going to be able to get everyone together. And they're they're not overdoing it. You know, it's just like, this is the dinner we have. Mm -hmm. If you have presents, great, bring them. If you don't, that's okay. Just come eat, you know? I really love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Cause it's so much easier to, yeah. I was just thinking my sister-in-law comes from a parents who were divorced. So she has her dad and her stepmom or she calls him his wife, I think. Mm-hmm. And then her mom and they all want to get together on Christmas and they all live right around the same area. Mm-hmm. And then my mother-in-law wants to get together around Christmas. and um, It makes it really busy. So I love the idea of doing it before. Yeah. It's, I love it too. That's cool. It's really nice. And now yeah. that it's like, so initially I didn't know about it. Like, I don't know if it 
didn't click in my brain or what. But now that it's in there, it makes it easier for me when I'm planning our calendar. But because then I'm like, okay, like we do this before Christmas. So after Christmas, we can go see my family or on Christmas Day after we open presents, then we can start heading to see my family. You know, it's, it just makes it so much easier. That's cool. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been a little bit different about it um, because we travel like my girls talked about. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes their mom, um, speaking of little kids, <laughs> their mom has three little kids and they don't know about S-A-N-T-A yet. Right. <laughs> so we talked about that with the girls. But because of that, and because they're also on the spectrum, Christmas has to be December 25th. Like it has to be. Right. There's no possibility to celebrate it another day. And so we've been a little bit more um, flexible about that the last few years. Because when we get them for our trip, like usually the day after Christmas and leave around then. Yeah. That's worked out well for us. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, one of the hallmarks of autism, especially higher functioning autism, is that they really love routine. And a lot of times they're very rigid about when certain things need to happen. So Mm -hmm. those kiddos, you know, they have three younger siblings all with autism. And they're like, if Christmas doesn't happen on the 25th, to them, it really does feel like the end of the world. Yeah. And it can cause meltdowns and all kinds of issues. Which yeah. you don't want for anybody. It's Not a holiday. You want to be able to enjoy yeah. your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never want that. Right. But even more around the holidays, you just want to like everything to be good. Everybody Agreed. to be happy and enjoy it. Yeah. So okay. also around Christmas, I, you know, my stepdaughters learned pretty early about Santa Claus. So their first Christmas with us. Um, without their mom we did pretty well like keeping their traditions and things um and keeping things I guess more believable for them (laughs) (laughs) um but it was really difficult because um after that their mom I don't know how to phrase this I she felt like it was a lie to keep telling them about Santa Claus. And so lots of hints were getting dropped at their other house. And um, Dan and I were both confused because he was like, well, a lot of these traditions that we're doing are things that like, you know, she instituted. It's not like she always thought it was a big lie, you know? (laughs) So it was kind of confusing and hard for us to work around. And, um, and then at one point, and I, the the kids got this idea that they couldn't have Christmas at their mom's house because um, their mom was paying us all of her money and she didn't have anything left to to do Christmas. I'm not oh, sure exactly yeah. where that idea came from, but that caused a lot of issues too because then they were like, "Well, Santa can still come to her house even though she doesn't have money," you know, like. So yeah, I think we need to be very careful. And make sure everybody's on the same page and not just haul off and decide to be on a completely different page than the other family or than even you were previously without like talking to the other parent, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> that's hard on the kids. I think that communication is huge, right? And then in some way, it's really hard on the kids. It makes me feel sad for them. Yeah. But they're so little and they're getting involved in this stuff. And, and yeah. I think there's just a magic about it. Like whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. So like everybody has a major holiday in the winter season to celebrate, you know, there's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa, there's, there are pagan holidays. And I apologize that I'm not as well versed in those, Um, you know, but to, to each of those, there is some magic and there's a special feeling. And I, I really feel like kids deserve to have that magic. Maybe deserve isn't the right word, but it's so exciting for them, you know? Yeah, I think maybe I like the word deserve, but I also think they shouldn't miss out on it just because they're in the blended family. Right. So is that a different way to reframe it that feels better to you? Yes, that does feel better. (laughs) You feel fine with deserve. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think kids, they shouldn't be penalized for it, maybe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're just little, you know. (laughs) I think like when I think back, because our holidays are different now. We talked about how we used to take the girls on little trips like we would go down to St. George which is four hours south of where we live now for their birthdays because they just got so many presents and things after a while that we were like eh, we're not gonna do holidays like normal people do (laughs) (laughs) we're not normal uh we're gonna do holidays we're gonna travel and make memories instead and even though the girls my girls were a little bit hesitant and talking about some of those things like they still remember things that happen. Like we could be like, I remember when we went down to St. George and I picked up the lizard and its tail fell off and they'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. So sometimes it's like if prompted, they remember better, but it still was fun and it still was something different to do. So right. yeah, I would do it again. And I like and I think, that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Thank I you. like that you guys are like, okay, let's do experiences because mm-hmm. I feel like kids in blended families end up with so much stuff. Yes. And it's like, they don't need that. Experiences are no. what is going to last, you know? So yeah. that, that I think that really incorporates what we're talking about too. Like with the creativity, um, you mm-hmm. can get super creative with a, an experience or a trip. Um, and yeah, it's true. Flexible. Like you can, most of the time when we do trips, we end up doing it on a weekend or when there's a break, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily on that day, but you can you know, honor around their birthday, be like, Hey, for your birthday, this is what we're doing. And this is when we're going, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's practical. It's a practical use of money and time and effort. So look at you. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm behavior like intentionally parenting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just think when I look back about our things like that's, it means so much more to us to have those trips and memories from doing stuff than it would to have more presents. And like you said, kids get a lot of presents and stuff. So I think that time with family is another big thing because especially in a blended family as a non-custodial parent and step-parent, we didn't have as much time with them definitely as we wanted to. So um, be creative and, and flexible and stuff about how much time you can have together. Yeah, for sure. 
and, and when your time happens. But the only, my only caution on the being flexible thing, because it bit us in the butt, and I've seen this a lot of times in step parenting groups, is when one parent asks to trade around the holidays. Um, in most cases, that favor is not returned by them. So if they are asking you to trade, and then the next time you want to trade time, they say, no, I would just say stick to the parenting plan because it's going to cause less problems if you just do that than if you try to be nice and then you feel resentful because you're being nice and the other person isn't. Right. And yeah, I think it does depend on the situation. But if you have any sort of conflict or anything, it, it really a lot of times is best to stick to what's in writing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can get complicated. That's just a quick caveat about traditions. Yeah, Yeah, it can get complicated. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) another thing I wanted to talk about. um, So (laughs) another story is uh, the tooth fairy situation in my family. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, no, this one cracks me up, but I also want to hear the reason behind it, Kay, like why they did it this way. <laughs> and I wish I knew because I really don't. Oh, you don't know. I Kay, don't know the reason. It. So I'm really like curious. <laughs> okay. So my stepdaughters, apparently, um, when they would lose a tooth, their mom would have them put it in a glass of water and put it by the kitchen sink. In my family, a glass by the kitchen sink gets dumped out and put in the dishwasher. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I also find this to be true in Dan's family. Um, and my poor stepkids have lost multiple teeth down the drain <laughs> because they keep putting them in cups of water by the sink. And <laughs> I've thrown one away. My mom has thrown, I think, two away when she's been visiting. And Dan's mom has also thrown one away. All of us just down the drain, just doing dishes, dump that out, throw it in the dishwasher, you know, because we don't, we didn't know. The first time I did it, I felt so badly. But then at the same time, I was like, Dan, what the heck? Why was there a tooth in a cup of water? And how was I supposed to know? That there was a tooth in a cup of water because that is not a normal thing. <laughs> like, I know. To me, that's really impractical and it doesn't make any sense. But I guess that's well, okay. what their mom did growing up. Okay. So in my family, we would put a tooth um, in a pillow that had another little, like, like a little pillow thing on top of it not a filled up pillow but just a spot to put something like a pocket. And then we would put our tooth in that and Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> um, and then the tooth fairy would come at night and they would replace it with money, which like is hard, but our tooth would be gone anyway. So we weren't worried about the tooth being gone. Is that kind of what you guys did when you were growing up? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we would put it under our pillow. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, okay. the tooth fairy would come and, and swap that out for money. So, yeah. The thing is that um, the kids would do it and not tell anyone, right, that they uh-huh. had done it. And so then they're just like, Aww. the tooth fairy didn't give me any money. And I'm like, oh, you like, where was your tooth? 
was right here in a cup. Where's my tooth? I don't have money. I don't have a tooth. Like, you know, like sheer panic. Or it would get dumped down the drain right in front of them because it was like doing dishes after dinner. And this is what we do. Right. right? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why mm. their mom does that. Man. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. That's an interesting tradition. I was just looking it up. It says like there's from Spain and other Hispanic cultures like Mexico, Peru, Chile, Argentina, and Colombia, there was a mouth mouth mouse who collects teeth. But in some Argentinian cultures, the kids stick it in a glass of water before bed. <laughs> So oh. I don't know. It's just interesting to try to figure it out. But I, I think I've seen a lot of like mom stuff online where people change stuff out in step or not step parenting and like tooth fairy, different things like, oh, the tooth fairy must have forgotten or something like that. Right. Yeah. You do have to get creative with tooth fairy stuff because you never know what's going to yeah. happen. I once, when I was a kid, I swallowed my tooth because it fell out while I was eating a hamburger. So <laughs> um, but it's, like, okay cool right <laughs> but as far as I know and as far as Dan knows there's no like Argentinian or Latina blood in their family but you know maybe that's in there somewhere a ways back or I know huh? you know maybe somebody lived there for a while and brought that home or I don't know yeah it's always interesting the different traditions that family has. Yeah. And it's like how invested we get in them too. Um, right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, this is Christmas. This is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. And right. And I don't know. It's just, it can be stressful to, to be a little bit rigid that way. And, and especially in a blended family. So. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, for me, someone who had never even heard of that, I was like, uh, what the crap? Like, (laughs) what do I do with this? And, you know, it does have a practical part to it in that the tooth is then not in the kid's bedroom under their pillow and you're not having to sneak into their room and, you know, climb over toys and piles of clothes and bunches of stuff without waking them up in the middle of the night and swap you know, money for a tooth. Um, But the impractical part is like, honestly, in most glasses, it's pretty hard to see a tiny baby tooth in the bottom, especially with water in it. And because there's water Uh in it, you pick up the cup and you're not going to hear the tooth rattling because it's in water. (laughs) So well, I would imagine like, I don't know if by the sink, somebody could just pick it up and drink it too, which would be awkward and a little bit sanitary yeah yeah that's true that could happen too (laughs) that is really gross I don't know I'm not here to bag on anybody's traditions it's just everybody has different ones (laughs) true so also though I think if you grew up with that and you know that there's a possibility of there being a cup uh, with a tooth in it, you know, if you see a cup of water and you're like, oh, <laughs> let me check if there's a tooth in or, you know, like, but if you didn't grow up with that, how are you ever going to know? I don't know. Right. It was yeah. just really surprising. And that's not something you would expect your kids to ask because they're just like, this is just what the tooth fairy does. Right. <laughs> this is what mom taught us. So this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. They don't know they need to ki- not communicate that, but that their parents aren't on the same page about it. <laughs> Oh, kind of yeah. 
So traditions are, I think, are really good and fun thing to do. But just kind of, if you can and if you have a good enough relationship, think through it and communicate with your co-parent about what you do, and so they can have the same thing at both houses. Right. So what we started doing was just having the kids write a little note and put it with the cup, um, and ah. and then. I asked them not to put water in it. Sometimes they still forgot, you know, but then at least like yeah, the kids. there's something to signify that <laughs> this cup <laughs> is important. <laughs> it's not so, just another dirty cup right. by the sink. <laughs> and uh, luckily, you know, there's a big enough age difference between um, my younger stepdaughter and Danny that we can tweak that tradition a little bit before uh, yeah. we need to do it again. I I can only imagine in a blended family with kids close to the same age when you come into that. Ooh, that's got to be tough to navigate. Yeah, no kidding. I think that could be really hard depending on like oh, who brings kids to the relationship. So if like both parents bring them in, do they both have different yeah. traditions and things that they do, and how does that work? Right. No, I think in I think in most cases, you know, the under the pillow thing is pretty traditional. And, and so I think a lot of people have that, but then it's like, what if it had been, what if, you know, I had had kids putting it under the pillow and Dan's kids are putting it in the cup by a sink and they're talking to each other like, Hey, what's up with that? Like (laughs) (laughs) tooth fairy's garbage. (laughs) hmm, I think they're going to catch on to stuff even more quickly. Just saying. For sure. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> and well. that's another hard thing about blended families. Like we just don't, I don't know, think about the kids all the time. And sometimes it's just, yeah, sometimes you come in and it's not, not possible in your situation. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> just like with everything else we talk about on here, you know, talk with your spouse about that. <laughs> Get on the same page. <laughs> Do you know what I thought about like too when you were talking to Astrid and Chloe is the importance of having these conversations with our kids too. Yeah. Um, and then asking them questions because the questions that you had asked yours on the inter- episode where you interviewed them, I was like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing, valuable information for a lot of step parents to have yeah. from their kids and just like a check in what's going good for you. What are you struggling with? What do you like that's happening? What don't you like? And right. So it's a good opportunity to talk to your spouse, talk to the kids, and then figure out what works in your house. Yes. And, you know, there was other stuff that I asked them that I edited out because, you know, they didn't mm-hmm. want it on the air or there were too many names said and I couldn't edit it all out or, you know, like, <laughs> but it really oh. was, uh, it was a good experience for me and for them. And yeah, you know, there are things that they remember that they never really talk about that uh-huh. I, you know, it, it's good for me to keep in my mind that those things are still weighing on them or still weighing into the choices that they make frequently. That's so true. I think um, for mine, because they didn't remember some of the stuff that we were talking about when we were prepping before we did the interview. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of a good thing because there are some things, obviously, that any parent, you know, as in the situation with any parent that I've done with them or that happened that they remembered really well for Mm -hmm. the first few years that 
their dad and I were together. And now it's like, they don't remember it at all. And I was like, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> this makes me feel better about life because if they don't remember these things, then I don't need to spend time worrying about them either. <laughs> right. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it's all interesting. It's all, you know, we're all just learning. We're all doing our best and that's all we can do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so anyway those conversations are good traditions are good and just being intentional about it is good figuring out what works for you in your situation and having conversations with the kiddos to make sure that you don't throw their glass of tooth out <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> kids crack me up and tra- people are so interesting i just love them so right anyway do you have anything else you wanted to add rachel Gosh, I don't think so. Okay. So think about that. If you guys have any traditions or alternately, if you understand the glass of water by the sink thing, send us an email or you can tweet at us um, at Step Forward Show. You can tag us in something about it on Instagram. Both of those are at Step Forward Show. You can email us, steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook. Stepping Forward podcast. We haven't really talked about those a lot lately, but you can contact us any of those ways and and maybe you can help us be a little more um, culturally aware of some of those traditions. Please enlighten us (laughs) because I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And then also, uh, please give us a review or rating on um, Apple Podcasts. So that really helps us. And whatever get, platform. Yeah. Yes. Any other platform as well. It really helps just, um, it helps other step parents to find us and join our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I feel like the more diverse our community gets, the more knowledge we'll have. Maybe, maybe your review will be the thing that brings in someone that can explain the tooth in the glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely and Rachel and I are always open to learning so yes we'd love to find out more about why we can also do research online we can we'll try we'll do that (laughs) all right well thank you guys for joining us and um we will talk to you soon and in the meantime keep on stepping stepping (laughs) oh you are